0: Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking about racing with the racing geniuses. What's going on, File?
1: (laughs) All right. That's a new one, and you caught me off guard, but hello, and salutations to you as well, Arch. It's good to be back. Uh, Pretty, pretty busy, busy week we've got here. Uh, Today was kind of loaded up. We had Formula One, Free Practice One and Two. Uh, we had some IndyCar car practice we had truck qualifying xfinity qualifying tomorrow gets even nuttier, and we'll talk about that in the show but steven how you holding up
2: what's up pals uh not much going on um just i mean just racing right we got a fully loaded slate this weekend so i don't want to go too you know, too far into the intro here so let's just get it rolling right
1: we could we could get it rolling. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of racing this weekend. There's a, an IndyCar race tomorrow. There's Formula One qualifying in the morning. We've got a truck race. We've got an Xfinity race. Should be pretty nuts. Cup qualifying, we've got to bet on that. Just a but before we get too far, Arch, are you done counting all the money from yesterday or what?
0: Oh, man, no, I'm not. It's still rolling in.
1: <laughs> it is still rolling in. We, uh, we pitched a 5-0 a and oh shutout against the books last night. The old clean sweep including Ryan Newman as an outright winner, plus 300. We went 4-0 in the head-to-heads. If it was up to me, it would have been 3-1. But Steve talked me off a ledge, and we bet on Haley Deegan, didn't we, Steve?
2: Yeah, we sure did, man. Uh, yeah, if you're one of those guys that, you know, a little more square, you, if you, if you like the parlay a little bit. if You went, you could have went uh, 4-0 um, parlay there. So if you're, if you're that kind of guy, you should definitely be following. So, yeah, Haley, Haley Deegan, though. We bet on Haley Deegan, and we won. Amazing. There's a first she time for everything.
0: To drop from the ceiling, and the, the, the banner you've been keeping for two years, Steve, should finally unfurl. Well,
2: <laughs> well she's I, yet to win a race. To, you know, that's that's generally been our goal when we bet on her, but, you know,
1: a matchup, we'll take that for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, mean,
1: maybe maybe she'll know.
0: finish a race someday, too. You know,
1: just. The, uh, the confetti did fall uh, from my ceiling tiles, uh, but, yeah, I was... I was trying to fade her. Steve wouldn't let it happen. So he, uh, he is actually to thank for that perfect card yesterday. And, uh, boy, that, that, that just feels like a great way to start the week. Mm-hmm. Free practice one was also without a loss. We had four plays, no losses. We didn't have any wins either. Everything washed out. So that was exciting. I thought we were going to have to fight with DraftKings again. Art, you were ready, though.
0: They, were, yeah, well, they, they knew you were coming. They didn't want <laughs> a piece of that.
1: Yeah, we were uh we were riling the troops on, on uh what we should say to the uh to the customer service representatives. But DraftKings, actually, tip of the cap, they did the right thing right away. Everything was voided. That was pretty sweet. Uh, but boy, we should just we should just dive right in. Steve, where do you want to start with the trucks? Yeah, let's just go in order, right? Why not? Yeah, so we're at Pocono this week. It's a two and a half mile asphalt triangle. It's flat. There's three distinctly different corners in my CBS column. I made a lot of jokes about ponds uh, cause it's in a long pond PA. And I made a lot of jokes about triangles. So we won't, we won't double dip on those. Uh, but for the trucks pre flop, uh, we had a few plays we were on. Let's see, I'm bringing it up now. Um, boy, it just takes me a long time to scroll. Sometimes <laughs> we were on Ben Rhodes to win outright 50 to one at SuperBook. That feels uh, like trash now. Uh, on the head-to-heads, we're on Christian Ekis over Ty Majeski, Christopher Bell over Zane Smith, and Corey Heim over Carson Hosevar. How do you like where we are pre-flop, Steve?
2: Um, I'm kind of neutral on it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been doing pretty good at getting you know good lines as you know before practice qualifying begins. So. so as a whole, we've been doing a good job in that area. But uh, Ben Rhodes was in practice, you know, not nothing special, Qualifying like 20th. Uh, usually shows up kind of more so in the race, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But um, matchups were, again, hit or miss. Um, you can get into them for sure, but, uh, yeah, just uh,
1: so-so. I got you. Now, uh, I missed practice. I was at work um what did you see during practice and qualifying uh i noticed what is ekis starting in the back
2: yeah so ekis and majeski uh they both start in the back and there's quite a a pretty big adjustment as you know um we we did take uh ekis over time there's there was quite a big adjustment it looks like in this in this market though it looks like um yeah, Ekis went to plus 135. Uh, I'm not I'm not really understanding that move. Uh, I know um yeah, Ekis had okay pace and Majeski had a little bit better pace in practice, but the boat they're both starting in the back. So I expect Ekis to have a little more pace uh, for the race. His track history is really good here. He's been uh one of the better drivers this year for uh intermediate racetracks. So I, I fully expect that to uh to be able, just fine. If you're not in on that one yet, definitely I'd take a look at that point. Yeah,
1: that, that feels like a spot I kind of want to, want to better my price average. Uh, Cause I mean, they're both starting in the back. So who cares? It's kind of a wash. So why not get a better price on it? Um, what what else did you see? I know Heim was fast, but Josevar outqualified him. Uh, and then, you know, the, the price changed in Heim's direction. So that that's kind of a head scratcher.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you looked at qualifying, I did get to see that part of the practice qualifying session It really looked like there was a lot of track evolution. You know, we see this a lot in F1 where the more the cars run, the more, you know, they clean off the track and, you know, times pick up. Uh, In this case, I think, you know, in the NASCAR world, uh, I think it's the sun just probably started to set a little bit and just just found more grip as this, as the session went on because you know kyle bush was a dominant truck in practice and he, he kind of went out early and he qualified 12th you know he you know he was only stuck on the pole i think for a little bit maybe maybe second but as a, you know as the session went on just the, the trucks kept getting faster and faster so um i can i kind of think that's more the track evolution going on there so the guys that qualified up front may not actually have the best equipment
1: and uh, speed overall for the race Yeah. I mean, we do see that all the time in F1, uh, you know, whether it be practice or qualifying where, you know, whoever's out last will run the fastest lap. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind tomorrow when looking at the starting grid, I know Kyle Busch is kind of starting outside of the top 10, but boy his practice metrics were off the charts.
2: Yeah. I I really think he's pretty untouchable. Um, no, we, we know, um, how track position is, but uh, in the tr- in, in the truck series, you can make some moves for sure. Uh, Kyle Bush knows how to race this track. He knows what, what to do. He ranks number one in you know the intermediates this year. Uh, his track history is number one. His practice was number one. So uh, he was about six tenths better than the second truck in practice. So uh, that to me tells you know is an indicator that what you saw in qualifying may not necessarily match up to what you see in race trim, So I'm definitely going to lean on what I saw in practice and kind of what I've seen so far at similar tracks this
1: year in 2023. Yeah. So let's not bury the lead here. Uh, usually when we have celebrities in a race uh, that are very, very, very short favorites, such as Kyle Busch in trucks, um, we, we look for value down the board unfortunately steve i don't see a way around it after the the text you showed me looks like we're taking the chalk
2: yeah uh, this is something like you said this is something we haven't really done this year now as you know we we have our ben rhodes you know pre-practice play there i'm still okay with that because you can still you know you can play you know go a unit and unit and a quarter on kyle bush and you know sprinkle a long shot and still come out really good so if you feel okay, you know, I'm still fine with playing the chalk this week. Kyle Busch, uh, he's just so good at this racetrack. And, you know, even in the Cup Series, he uh, always seems to run well. I think he's got, like, four wins in the Cup Series here. So, uh, you know, Kyle Bush is, you know, he runs his five races a season in trucks. Uh, he hasn't run great this year, but this is a, probably a track that he is a specialist. And I'm, I'm I'm, comfortable here playing just about even money. It's moving minus 105, so... If the,
1: if the number keeps dropping, I kind of want to
2: see what other books put in that, but that's kind of where I'm going to lean
1: right now. Yeah, I see uh, Rivers has minus 118. Uh, I'm looking up Superbook right now, minus 120. So that minus 105 number actually looks pretty darn enticing at DraftKings. Uh, I, you know, for, for our book club members, we were in for 0.2 units on the Ben Rhodes. So I will be putting out i guess as an official play the 1.3 we'll we'll fill that out to one and a half on the uh, the outright card so 1.3 of that will be kyle bush minus 105 draft kings man that is that is painful to say we are not usually chalk fellas
2: no i mean uh, i think this is probably the time to do it however uh I know there's a time where you like to play chalk. I know it's on Austin Hill uh, when it, whenever he goes to a drafting track. So I guess this is my version of your Austin Hill play in the Xfinity. Yeah, but I don't normally tell anybody
1: about it. I just I just bet that and keep it to myself. <laughs> private it's like play, a, private Yeah, play. it's like a it's like a very shameful thing that I do. I I'll be betting on Austin Hill tomorrow as well. I bet on him every week. You know, it's it's like Ross Chastain. I just never want to miss one. Wow, you could bet Austin Hill in this race too. Yeah, well I, I plan on it. I'm I'm going to and I'm just going <laughs> to tuck that one away in my back pocket not tell anybody about it if it wins or if it loses.
2: He did qualify well, but like I said it's you know those uh qualifying numbers are tricky. He did qualify second. So if you think track positions a big deal then uh oh, I'm sorry. I qualified fifth. Jake Garcia qualified second, you know. And that's a team that's a teammate to tr- to Christian Eckes. So he qualified you know, just fine, so I feel like uh, when you get that teammate uh, ordeal there where they you know, you know, a teammate qualifies well and the other one doesn't, uh, you certainly
1: feel like the, the pace is going to be found on the other side. Correct. So, Stephen, this is the point of the trucks. Do you have any couch cushion bets? Was there anything uh, that you were looking at after practice, after qualifying besides the Kyle Busch outright? Uh, there is, I see a head to head involving Jake Garcia against Tanner Gray. Not sure if that tickles your fancy. Um, but what, what are you, what are you looking at to make a move here late?
2: I didn't play this one yet, but I, I mentioned Jake Garcia uh, starting second. Uh, he, it, you know, he qualified good, but I think Tanner Gray had the better long run pace. Uh, you know, Jake, Jake Garcia is kind of like the second-tier driver to Christian Eckers. I don't expect him to you know run as well as a guy like Eckers. So I, I, I'd kind of lean on Tanner Gray. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical because, you know, it's, it's minus 115, so you're kind of playing a little bit into the juice. So if I can get that minus 110 or better, probably would that would be the side I would take. For Tanner Gray, minus 110 or better. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of waiting on a number there, and hopefully uh, I can get it somewhere else. Otherwise, I'll just uh, take my losses and and go with the minus one fifteen.
1: No need, sir. The time is now. Tanner Gray plus one hundred over Jake Garcia at SuperBook. Place your bets.
2: There it is.
1: Bingo. Gotta have SuperBook if you're in New Jersey or Colorado or any other of those states that, that offer it, that book is solid for racing. And I haven't argued with customer service, not even once. That's impressive. Yeah, so, yeah they it, made one, they made one mistake. I wrote in about it. They said they were aware of it and to refresh my screen, boom, it changed. So Superbook, you're A-OK with me.
2: And they always seem to post first. So if you kind of want to get a, an idea early in the week, kind of where the market's going to go, they seem to be the ones to post odds first, so. If you're interested yes, in that, yeah. go ahead and uh check
1: them out. Now let's uh let's move on to Xfinity, Arch. What do you think about that? Do you have any Xfinity Do you have any Xfinity plays?
0: Uh not right now. I'm still collating the data.
1: All right. Well, that's fair because we don't have any Xfinity plays either. Oh. Everything you hear here will be exclusive. You'll, you you heard it here first. So Steve, I'm gonna open up the floor. I don't have anything to talk about. Fire away.
2: Yeah. Um I put in one play so far for this. I put it in about, I don't know, maybe an hour before our show. So I was kind of mauling over the practice data, like Arch mentioned. And kind of what comes out here is looking pretty good for junior motorsports this week. Uh, They haven't had the best season so far, but they kind of showed up here in practice and put up some good numbers. Uh, Kind of looking at uh, guys like um, Allgaier, Josh Berry, and, um, Of course, the uh, NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, is in the field this week. So he opened up at plus 240, 220, and, you know, on most books. So pretty chalky play, obviously, with him being the cup guy. He hasn't had the best season. He's coming off the injury this year. So um, he's going to be popular. You know, people are going to like to play Chase Elliott, of course, but. Chevy's look pretty good this week. Um, Even um, Austin Hill looked good in practice. So I like where Chevy's are this week. John Hunter was kind of, you know, a little slow in practice back in set, you know, uh, like seventh fastest uh, short and long runs. So I'm on the junior motorsports uh, wagon uh, for this race. Chase Elliott is officially a Hendrick car, uh, Hendrick motorsports entry. But, uh, you know, it's kind of amongst that – JRM ordeal, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Josh Berry, the guy that grabbed the pole, and uh, he's, um, you know, he's got the track history. He's been really good, um, pretty pretty good on that you know, mile and a half this year. So the whole, you know, number one pit stall is a big deal as well. So there's a lot of things going towards uh, Josh Berry this week, I think.
1: And you can have that. It looks like the the market best price up have seeing is DraftKings six to one. Is that is that where you played it? That is where I played it. Sweet. Um, so let's talk about head to heads here. You said you were in the uh the Chevy camp, the JRM camp. I'm seeing Chase Elliott as just a, a short favorite over John Hunter, uh minus one eighteen, John Hunter minus one twelve, and a head to head. What do you think about that?
2: Uh I will so here's the thing with Chase Elliott, right? Um I think we kind of saw it when Kyle Larson ran that car earlier this year. Uh, it took him some time to get acclimated to the vehicle. So, with that in mind, I would definitely think the same thing happens with Chase Elliott. He's, you know, he's accustomed to driving that next gen car now, and they, these cars are way different. So, I think it's going to take Chase some time to get comfortable. Uh, and he's already shown more pace and practice than John Hunter did. So, with that in mind, I'd definitely go ahead and take uh, Elliot there over John Hunter game check.
1: All right. I I I agree. I, I think that's a, a strong play. Another one, here's one that I have picked out, and you can berate me publicly on air if mm-hmm. this is a you know a moronic play. I like Sammy Smith minus 115 over Sheldon Creed. And reason being is simply because in the, the price disparity. Uh, In the outright market, you've got Sammy Smith, he's 11-1, to Sheldon Creed is 16-1, to Uh, so the bookmakers obviously feel a little more threatened by Sammy Smith, plus Sheldon Creed does a lot of boneheaded stuff. Where do you stand on this one?
2: Yeah, I know we didn't do a whole lot of uh, recap regarding uh, New Hampshire last week for Xfinity, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sheldon Creed kind of uh, did us dirty with Cole Custer at the end there for a top three. Uh, so I mean, so I mean this guy, he I mean he runs a clean race for the most part, and then you know with t- about ten to go, he just kind of loses his mind, and he just <laughs> he he can't seem to uh, keep it together. So man, this guy, I mean his upside is you know it's good, but it, as far as his playability and matchups, I just I can't do it, with it anymore with him. Uh, he's gonna have pretty good pace, I think. He was fast here last year. Uh, he did finish fifth you know it's it's average it's pretty good finish but uh, man I just I, on a on a normal basis I cannot trust this guy in a matchup so it's you know, Sammy Smith I, I definitely would take that side
1: over of creed. <laughs> hey, nice. so I picked one out that you kind of maybe sort of agree with so i i can I can live with that. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at Creed's long run,
2: and he's he's kind of fallen off in the long. Run. He kind of ran pretty long, but the car didn't have a lot of pace, and uh, it looks like Sammy Smith was holding up certainly a little bit, a little better than Creed. So, he'll uh, probably Creed's got the short run. I think that's why he qualified well, but I
1: think he's going to suffer a bit uh, long term. Well, and he'll probably wreck in the long run. I don't know if that's in the data, uh, if we if we take that into account. Uh, I should
2: probably- I should put that
1: in you know the model for sure. I mean, you know wreck percentage seventy percent yeah it's, it's a lot he's a he is an absolute knucklehead this guy um is there anything else that stands out did you did you take a peek at any of the uh, the head- to head offerings
2: they don't have a lot I know um I did now I just now got over to superbook kind of look at and look and saw what they had um, don't see a lot definitely want to get in on it you know later on though once s- some more books open
1: up. Yeah. Um, there was one that kind of, kind of had my, uh, my Spidey senses tingling and that was maybe Sam Mayer over Corey Heim. Um, you know, you were talking about the, the JRM cars. So we, we get Sam Mayer there and then we get, we get new Jack Corey Heim. He doesn't have a lot of Xfinity experience. Uh, granted he will have the, the truck track time. Um, he's driving the, the 24, this week so what do you think about about that matchup does that does that do anything for you
2: yeah i think that 24 is a sam hunt entry right mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense uh I, I, that team was not all that quick uh cask i was good at new hampshire last week in that car but that, this is a totally different circumstance so I, I would definitely go ahead and um play the regular guy there for sure in sam mayor and uh kind of Back that JRM speed. Uh, I think he can definitely find some pace from his teammates
1: overnight. Look at that! Look at us. We're just finding plays out here. We're just we're making it happen for the people. I'm writing these down because you know we, we got to make plays out of these. All right. Anything else, buddy?
2: No. Just um. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, Josh Barry runs tomorrow. I think there's a lot of things going his way. He doesn't have a win, I don't think this year. So I mean, he, this is a guy that's kind of won multiple races last year. So this could be the weekend to kind of jumpstart the uh, momentum for him, and I think he needs it. He, he I mean, he really needs it. I mentioned it, uh, you know, uh, last week on my my Twitter. Uh, he's kind of got it. He's, he's got to get the ball rolling. He's moving the
1: cup. Got time to win. That's right. Listen, let's take a let's take a quick break here and talk about somebody else going back to cup full time. And that's Justin Haley. You know, I'm looking at these matchups here involving Daniel Hemrick. And, you know, I think about the news of Justin Haley signing with Rick Ware racing. So he is no longer going to be flying that colleague flag. And my question to you is, is it because he didn't push Daniel Hemrick?
2: It's a valid question, right? You know, I, that, that was, um, That was kind of a strange one to watch last week. I know I wasn't – I'm sorry, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Obviously, we we were not thrilled about it. Uh, I certainly did not want to see that happen. But now it kind of makes sense, and uh, I'm not sure which way it's going. You know, I'm not sure if Haley uh, got a bad deal and just kind of kicked off the team. I'm not sure if uh, he made the initiative to move to Rick Ware. I I don't don't think it would be that, though, because – you know, college. It would do that? Yeah, yeah. Competitive team. So, my you know, my gut reaction would have to be that you know he's kind of uh, maybe a maybe possibility that you know SVG could be uh looking at seats that could be an option for him. Maybe he's the one that gets for play, you know places Haley. You know, uh, there's a yeah. lot of uh, you know off um, off season silliness going on and starting right you know right now.
1: Yeah. How I would prefer to look at the situation is that you and I, through a series of sarcastic tweets, got Justin Haley fired from Colic. That's how I prefer to, uh, to look at it. How's that make you feel? Really good. Really good. Because the guy's <laughs> a bum. He's an absolute piece of crap. You know, yeah, we I mean, almost cashed a Daniel Hemrick outright win ticket when the guy has one career win, you know? Right. That was ballsy by us. Right. And he I, ruined it.
2: We were in position. We, we were on uh, around the right guy. And Haley just uh, didn't have his alliances in order in that in that situation.
1: Yeah, Ortiz had to listen to me talk shit on Daniel Hemrick for, for almost three years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we almost cashed one. And that little twerp ruined it. So I'm glad we got him fired. So enjoy Rick Ware racing next year, Justin Haley, you bum. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's talk about Cup. We've got some plays in Cup. Some I agree with, others I played anyway. Uh outright Steven.
0: He's firing shots all over the place, Steve. I don't know if you're catching this. He's just He's surly tonight.
1: I like it. Just bringing a bringing a little dude to the show. You know what I mean? So, and let's start with the uh the qualifying bet, a little uh little bonus bet. We're taking Eric Almarola. To grab the poll 50 to one, bet rivers.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm yeah, to do
0: my best uh, to distract you,
2: yeah, clearly. I, usually, I look at the spreadsheets and uh, I'm not looking at the spreadsheets tonight, <laughs> but yeah, Amarola. So, looking at the history for Amarola, um, certainly uh, a guy I, I want to, you know, look at for qualifying at least uh i think the fords are maybe gonna have an edge uh, when it comes to qualifying this week you know especially qualifying I'm not sure about the race yet um if you look at a place like atlanta um the Fords qualified really well there and, and that's kind of a track where it's high speeds it's, it's kind of a you know situation where you want you know um low drag and that's kind of what the ford's have this year so i'm this is a good track from Marola, and I like where Ford's at with uh, the qualifying speed this year.
1: Me me too, Steve. Um, I'm getting yeah, better me, at AI. That's what
0: I'm going to say.
1: Wow. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, at Atlanta, the Fords took <laughs> nine out of the top 11 spots, like you alluded to. So they are probably a little less draggy, or maybe we've been watching too much F1 and think the drag is a thing. Uh, but Pocono does have a, a super long back straight where maybe that comes into play. So I do like the Amarola play. I did save 50-1 to 1 at BetRivers. If you have Bet365, it's 60-1 to 1 there. I'm allowed to play it for $0.04 cents at Bet365, so I'm going to be playing it at Rivers. Uh, but I think that's a, a bet you have to make. There was one time about two weeks ago, Steve, when we were debating betting on Eric Amarola. I can't remember where it was, to win the poll, and uh, and he won that. And we didn't play it.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that that's always a tough one, man. Uh, most of the time, when I have those uh, FOMO plays, uh, they don't hit. And but you know, sometimes they do, and sometimes I feel
1: bad about it. Yeah, I mean, but this one's fifty to one. So um, if you have this feeling and it hits once a year, it pays for itself. So let's yeah. let's go ahead and sprinkle that. Uh, all right. So moving on to actual race plays, we've got. Three of them that we're, we're spreading the unit around. Uh, we've got Ross Chastain twelve to one, Chase Elliott sixteen to one, Mi Amigo Daniel Suarez thirty to one, end list. I love I love this portfolio here of winners.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're getting a good uh, good spread of guys. Uh, Chevys. Uh, I, I kind of like where Chevy's at for. Uh, I mean. I think this is this is going to be a competitive race as far as you know manufacturers go. I think it's a lot, it's a lot of you know a lot of guys that could be in the mix, but I think these guys specifically, uh, really track house specifically, have looked really good at intermediates and uh, this track specifically. So I guess uh, if you want to just get in for the first play, right?
1: Yeah, man. So uh, we're not going to miss another Ross win, and. He was really, really strong here last year. Uh, He was leading with, I think it was 18 to go. And this is when Denny enacted his first, his first revenge. And he, he, uh, he used Chastain up, put him in the wall, end of the day. Uh, But Chastain was certainly the, probably the live betting favorite by a sizable margin. At that point, he had enough gas to make it to the end. Uh, He had run, I think, 15 fastest laps. He led 16 that day. Uh, the guy was a stud, and it, and it didn't work out. Um, so, we don't expect that to happen again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I mean Denny and Ross. Uh, I mean they were really going at it last year. They had a pretty big feud going on. So I think this year Ross is, you know Ross and Denny have kind of uh, figured things out. Hopefully the you know I mean, Ross I think has kind of uh, been a little more tame in the past month or two. And when, when it comes to his aggressiveness, so I, I think he's made some less enemies this year. Hopefully when we don't see a repeat of that, we, we hopefully this year, we see him uh, out front where he belongs and where he has been. And it's uh, kind of carries his way to the finish for sure. And uh, in my, and in, in the numbers I got uh, his I have a flat, uh, this is it's a difficult week for track comparisons and kind of going off of, you know, what you want to see for these guys, uh, I use a couple different tracks, uh, mostly flat, uh, you know, the, some of the flatter stuff, some intermediate stuff, and some recent forms. So I kind of just, you know, a little mix together. I like Auto Club. Ross is pretty good there. Uh, Ross is uh, really good at Nashville. He obviously won that race. So I'm kind of going off a little bit of, a little bit of everything this week.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, this is a tough handicap, and uh, the way I kind of, kind of adapted to what NASCAR was throwing at us was to take a very careful look at the tire combinations. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had a little success looking at that. So uh, what that's looking like, Steve is, is very unique. just like Pocono is unique. Um, So on the right side of the car, uh, the tires they'll be using are the same as Pocono 2022 on the left side. uh, We'll be seeing the, the combination from auto club, Kansas, Nashville, Las Vegas. And I think that they're making that change uh, because all the trouble that we saw out of turn three last year. I mean, uh, there was a, an accident that ended Kurt Bush's career. Uh, Ryan Blaney had a pretty nasty spill down there. Almarola, you know, took it in the spin cycle. Uh, there were quite a few incidents in turn three. So I think this is going to provide a little bit more grip, but it also affects the handicap uh, to where, you know, you, you use these mile and a half uh, tracks as somewhat of a comparison and that brings Ross Chastain right back into it i mean this tire combination is one that he gets along well with
2: yeah absolutely um him um another guy his teammate we're going to talk about him later on as well so um uh,
1: just i agree with everything you everything you mentioned there so yeah um, so let's talk about Mi Amigo. He's 30 to 1 over at Superbook. So that number won't last very long. You can have it at 28 to 1 at DraftKings as well. Um, his stats, not flashy. He does have the, I think, the fifth best average finish, 9.2, out of the data set with all those tracks we talked about with the tires. Uh, he's got top 15s in all those races. So at 30 to 1, I think we're just happy to have some consistency.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, Situation where uh, he's, I think Suarez has been running up front. He hasn't really been finishing up front. I think he's kind of running into some issues this year for sure. But you know, that that pit crew is really good. Uh, I expect him to qualify good. He's been qualifying better this year, which is good to see. And I just I like where uh, things are with him. He ranks out fifth in you know kind of the um, the metrics that I use that kind of that flat intermediate hybrid. So track history is okay. And then, like I said, Ross Chastain's his
1: teammate and uh, Ross
2: just about won this race last year.
1: Yep. Yep. We like betting on fast teammates. We like betting on guys with cool nicknames. So me amigo and the melon man, we'll take both of those guys. Also, I don't know if we're just betting chase Elliott because it it's, you know, good vibes for your family or, uh, if there's some data to back it up, but this was the first time that we realized that you can cash two outright tickets in one race. Thanks to those criminals over at DraftKings. It's about the only thing they do. Right. Uh, chase Elliott won this race when he actually finished third last year after Denny and, and Kyle Bush were disqualified for being big old cheaters. Uh, so your mom actually cast chase Elliott outright tickets and Denny Hamlin outright tickets. Um, so is that are you going for a repeat of that? Well, I'm not sure if I'll be betting Denny Hamlin this week,
2: Um, but I would, I would. I will be betting on Chase Elliott. So this is kind of it was kind of a rogue number on Fanduel. We got 16 to one over there. So as most people know now, we've talked about this. We uh, have a Chase Elliott future to win championships, championship, so we need him in the Final Four. He's looking for that win to get into the playoffs. So that team's gonna be pushing. I mean, he, they might be pushing the uh the issue when it comes to strategy. You know, there's a lot of angles here that can kind of put Chase Elliott into victory lane. So I think he can do it on speed. That's obviously the number one uh factor you want to look at when you pick and win, you know, pick an outright winner. And he was good here last year and he's been good uh some, you know somewhat okay this year on flat intermediate, you know, flat intermediate intermediate tracks he's he ranks out sixth just below suarez and i'm kind of okay with elliot as well because uh has been pretty
1: good at this this kind of ordeal as well so yeah um you know and and it's cool when you and i have plays that match up because we definitely look at these races through different lenses i'm looking at different data than you are uh, you know, in, in most instances and Elliot matches up for me as well. So last year he had eight fastest laps here. Uh, even though he didn't lead, he won the race and didn't lead. That's pretty cool. Um, but also in the, the tire data set that I've, I've put together, he's a number one, uh, in average finish 4.0, you know, so obviously he was missing a few of those races. So it's a little bit more of a limited, Uh, data set, but still it checks out. He's got the good 16 to one. That's nuts. He's getting out of track time on Saturday.
2: Right. And that was going to be my final note on Elliot is the fact that he's going to have that Saturday race. And uh, not only him, but Daniel Suarez is also in that Saturday race. So both those guys are going to have a feel for the track, you know, the conditions and kind of where, you know, things are. So, Anytime you get, you know, more track time is it's a benefit for the driver.
1: And I think Elliott is a guy that really needs track time. 100%, especially after missing such a large chunk of the year, he can only get better. So, uh, man, he, he has got to win. And, you know, I think Sunday, this number 19, they have Pocono circled as a, you know, as an option, as a, as a winnable race. So let's, let's see that. And let's get our, our year-end ticket, you know, into the dance. Yeah, I'm right. I love it. So cool. Uh, All right. Yeah. So head to heads, very limited here. We've we've got four of them. Um Kyle Bush over Denny Hamlin. That's uh two cheaters going at it. Daniel Suarez over Alex Bowman. So we get a healthy guy versus a guy with a broken neck. Uh, and then we're taking Ryan Blaney over both Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick. Uh, sell me on any of these Go Yeah, sure So, I mean, Kyle Busch,
2: uh, I guess I'll start with the easy point on him uh, He's another cup guy That's going to be running in the Xfinity race So he's going to have that added track time That's always a good thing And as I, we've already mentioned He's got a lot of speed over there He's really strong at this track He's always been good here with Joe Gibbs Racing And I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with you know, backing him in an RCR car—they've been always pretty good at the uh, super speedways. So he, they got the horsepower there to get the job done at these long straightaways. So with uh, Kyle Busch's good history on Pocono, at Pocono combined with you know RCR, so being pretty good, I like the uh, the play there. As it was plus money when I put it in, I still like it. Minus one ten, I think it is. I
1: think it's fine. So, yeah. Uh, you can still get plus 100 at Superbook. So, uh, you know, Superbook kind of slow to move sometimes. So that, that's a, a nice out there. You can grab even money. I am not sold that Denny will be fast in a legal automobile. You know, we, we know that <laughs> Kyle Busch can do it. You know, he's led 17.9% of all the laps at Pocono since 2020, which is nuts. He has four career wins. Um, you know, he can win it on speed. He can win it on strategy. We, we saw him win a race when I think everybody ran out of gas ahead of him a couple years ago. So that's pretty wild. Um, also, this this car that Kyle Busch is driving this year was fast last year with Reddick behind the wheel. Um, you know, Reddick finished fifth. I think Kyle Busch can do a little bit more with it than, than Reddick can. Uh, so, you know, I, I think also um, Austin Dillon, he was actually okay last year he finished 12th and he had four fast laps and he is an absolute bum so you know rcr has fast cars here we don't know if joe gibbs does because they were all you know skirting the line of of legalities here so i like kyle bush especially at the plus number
2: yeah and i'll tell you what um i looked over my notes from last year and uh truex actually had um a car that wasn't so good at uh pocono and he i guess passed and you know inspection so who knows what they were doing on you know underneath the hoods there at uh, joe gibbs last year at this place but uh certainly i i i was about to mention Austin Dillon as well um uh, he is you know usually miles off from kyle bush this year so if he had a decent car last year that'll definitely trickle down to uh you know, the other car and that's yeah, just that's imagine, a really
1: good. Uh, all right. So let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, Alex Bowman. Um, yeah. you know, we, we, we talked about how Daniel Suarez is a candidate for an outright win. So it makes sense that we would want to cash a, a, you know, another ticket in a head to head with this guy. Alex Bowman seems like the perfect fade target. He got us last week, but not because he was good. Uh, he kind of got lucky there, you know, jamming us up, in our double fade. Uh, So Daniel Suarez over Alex Bowman, tell me about it.
2: All right. So, yeah, I talked about Suarez already. Kind of just want to zone in on the Alex Bowman side here and just not a fan of uh, where Bowman's at. Uh, We like where Suarez is and where that team is at. Um, However, uh, Bowman's still a similar, similar situation with Chase Elliott. He's been uh, coming back from injury. And it hasn't been good since since that's you know since that's happened. He's I mean he's struggling just to get inside the top fifteen, top ten area. Um, if you look at his numbers this year in this kind of racetrack, he ranks out around 13th, and so just inside the top 15. Suarez for me was inside the top five. So it's all about the you know, all about the uh, data points here for me. And I just look Bowman's gotta show me something. He's got a decent you know, track history here, but, um, track history is not going to do it for me. If you're not running well, you know,
1: right now in the present. Yeah. He, I mean, he's been like not good since he got back. Uh, he was 12th, 26th, 15th, 17th, 37th, 26th, 14th. I mean, that's nothing to make you shake in your boots. Uh, and we've got Suarez, like I said, pegged as a you know, uh, a, a car that'll factor into the win, So feels super easy. I'm definitely on board. Uh, that, that's a layup.
2: Yeah. I know there's probably not a lot of guys in, you know, that listen to this show that know golf that well, but uh, if anybody's been following golf, you know how bad Justin Thomas has been. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's, it's very similar here to, to, to this situation. You, you know, Justin Thomas is a guy. Oh Yeah. If you look just at his numbers, you know, in his whole career, you'd be like – you'd be absolutely playing every week right now with his numbers, but he's in missing cut after cut after cut. So you have to – at some point, you've got to look at this guy's form in the past, you know, two, three months and say, I'm out. And that's
1: that's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I can dig it. Now, uh, we see the, the two most interesting head-to-heads for last – I wrote about him, but it doesn't mean I understand why. Um, So we've got Ryan Blaney over Tyler Reddick. uh, And then we've got Ryan Blaney over Kevin Harvick. Now, what we do know about Blaney is he was okay last year. He found himself up front for a while, pretty racy, uh, cut a tire down late, which, you know, just put his day in the, in the dumper. Uh and then he was involved in a really, really hard hit. Um, you know, in the, the waning laps last year. So he finished in the 30s somewhere. Uh he did lead some laps, but uh what are we what are we doing? Because um Joey Logano, his teammate was was not so good last year. So go ahead and talk me into it, even though I've already played them. Yeah.
2: So like like I said with the Fords, um they have that new nose this year so like i said with i mentioned the drag situation uh they're gonna be super you know they're they're not gonna be very draggy they're gonna have a lot of speed you know speed down straightaways so that could be what makes a difference here for uh for blaney especially over reddick um you know just that's the angle i'm gonna take and i i really think that blaney has kind of been the number one guy at ford the past few weeks he was very strong at the coke 600 uh and even last week at new hampshire he was you know still still the best forward so I, blaney has also got a good pit crew despite you know blaney had him had a pit road issue but that was kind of on the driver he kind of ran over the equipment which put him in the back unfortunately what an idiot, right? last week we
1: uh, had him in that group play boy that that yeah. really hurt
2: But that was looking good all the way up to that point. So I I really feel like Blaney has got momentum right now. And I kind of like playing him against both these guys. Uh, Harvick's good. You know, last year he was kind of running up towards the front. He got in that wreck, you know, kind of a victim of Chastain and Hamlin. Yep. But um, I I think Blaney's been running better than Harvick. And I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with uh, taking the Blaney side.
1: All right. I'm in. I like betting on, on young Ryan Blaney. Um, You know, it's thrilling. You never know what you're going to get. So I'm with you, buddy. Let's uh, let's lay it in these, these two head to heads and let's get to the window with one of our double, our double plays or double fades. I mean, they, they haven't been working out real well this year, even though last year they were absolute money. And uh, you know, I, I feel like we, we zero in on the right, the right guy sometimes, and it just doesn't work out. So, Let's hope for an uneventful, quiet cash from Ryan Blaney.
2: Love it. Uh, that's kind of like you said. That's kind of what we do. We uh, we capitalize on uh, boring outcomes. So if if we have a boring race Sunday, which I hope you know, Pocono's kind of been that track that's hopefully more on
1: the predictable side. Then we should be in good shape. I would kill for a for a boring race. I just. Just give me one without overtime, without any oh, cautions, man. with eight laps to go. Just give me a real result, NASCAR, please,
2: please. No, you know, no rain, no overtime, no
1: darkness. We don't get any of that. None of it. Um, okay, so that's all the NASCAR stuff. I was hoping that we would have IndyCar lines to talk about because, you know, I watched practice today. Uh, you know, I've been I've been trying my hand at. You know, being the IndyCar guy for us, and there's nothing up. There's not even a single book with odds up that I can pick apart. What I did learn today, though, did, did you watch practice, Steve?
2: I did not. I, uh, today was, uh, you know, Friday is always hit or miss for me, and I wasn't able yep. to get around that quite yet.
1: So, uh, they're doing the doubleheader. We've got a race on Saturday, tomorrow, and Sunday, both from Iowa Speedway, which is an oval. That's and, right. Yep, and Joseph Newgarden is like unbeatable on on this track as well as oval. So uh, he opened up; I think it was around plus two fifty. I was hoping for three to one, so I was hoping that he wouldn't practice perfectly and that maybe they'd be concerned about the the long stint. Uh, but but they just slammed it on top of the leaderboard right away. Nobody had anything for him it's going to be really hard to find anything better than two to one. And it's going to be even harder not to bet it.
2: Yeah. I remember this, this track from last year and I think Penske as a whole generally tend to dominate these old, these, you know, short ovals. Right. They do. Yeah. I think it's rather, it's kind of a flat race track, right? It, it is. And yeah. So kind of continuing the theme from the cup series, Penske is usually pretty good on you know, the short flat stuff. So, it makes sense that that trans- transfers over to uh, IndyCar. So, I mean, yeah, New Garden. I think Willpower was pretty good on this kind of circuit last year, and I, I was I definitely expect that to continue,
1: like you said already. Yeah, it's it's we're we're gonna probably be be smashing the bet button on on New Garden in some market. Uh, this track is awesome, Steve. Um, I mean, I love, 18- I love
2: watching these races. Yeah,
1: yeah, good it's stuff. eight. 18 second laps. I mean, they are absolutely boogieing, and uh, the track surface is very, very worn out. So uh, tire degradation is very severe. So uh, we should see a lot of strategy. Uh, It it should just be really, really fun to watch. You've got uh, Connor Daly's back in the field. Uh, Takumo Sato or Takumi or however you pronounce it. He's in the field. He's yep. He's an oval specialist. Uh, He was pretty quick today. Uh, but we're going to be keeping our eyes on Joseph Newgarden and Marcus Erickson. Those are, those are the two guys we want to have most action on this weekend. And you probably want to get into the book club where you can get those plays uh, as we make them. The D T H E D E G E N S dot net. Steven, do you have anything you'd like to talk about for formula one?
2: I do. I wanted to, um, I ca- I cannot end this show. Without talking about Checo Perez, Sergio Perez. Guy sucks. You're fired. So F1 this week, we've uh, we, we, we got a big storyline. So we have Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Uh, as some may or may not know, AlphaTauri is kind of the, um, the the sister team to Red Bull. Yeah,
1: it's like a so, feeder team.
2: Right, exactly. So yeah. um, Nick DeVries is out for the season. Um he got kicked off the team, so they put Ricardo Dan, Danny Ricardo back in the in the, in that car uh, so he used to be you know the Red Bull guy he made the move he, he he chose to walk away from Red Bull and now he's back with the uh the feeder team in Alphatari.
1: What a career uh, arc he had you know from yeah, Red Bull to Renault to McLaren, you're out right I mean it, this guy has
2: had a roller coaster of a career. And, you know, he's kind of back on the ride, so, <laughs> but he uh, stinks.
1: He absolutely stinks. He was so off the pace today. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda obviously out-practiced him uh, in, in free practice too. It it just, I, I he's got to shake the rust off or he's just, he's lost his mojo. It's one or the other. So uh, we probably, man, I'm looking to fade Ricardo in qualifying tomorrow. And I'm going to be looking to fade him in the race uh, it takes a lot of neck muscle, um, you know, in those race cars, you're pulling a lot of G's. I don't know if he can stand up to the, the, you know, Hungary is a a very difficult course for it to be your, your first race back, especially after being out of a car for eight months. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be looking to fade him.
2: Yeah. Lots of twists and turns. This is a, 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 you know, circuit that teams have to set up to have downforce really important to have speed to the corners. So you see teams, um, like um Aston Martin probably gonna run better than usual at, at a place like this with their downforce package. Uh, Red Bull has brought in uh, upgrades this week. So they claim to have found about two more tenths on to what they've already had this year. Oof. And that kind of and that kind of brings me into where Sergio Perez is uh for a guy that's running a car that seems to have upgrades. You know, so now you've gone from a rocket ship to uh, a better rocket ship. The guy still can't keep the car in between the painted lines. Uh, He he goes out there. We got really fortunate in that P1. He kind of just, five minutes in, he just puts it right in the fence. I think he was like the second car out. It was, yeah. I mean, it It was was quick. It's hard to watch. Uh, This guy's got a lot of pressure on himself. He he started out the season, think you know, with it as being a championship hopeful, and then you know at some point just, the wheel completely fell off, and ever since he's been just spiraling downward. And so now this is the week where you know Ricardo's going to be out there uh, competing. For the, you have to assume at this point he's going to lose his his ride next year. So it's the battle is on. Uh, Yuki, Yuki Sonoda. And Ricardo kind of facing off to so see who's going to have more pace and who may fill that riot
1: for Checo next year. So. Yeah, and you know, not to mention, not only did he fence it in FP one and destroy the front in FP two, he had a, a severe lockup of his uh, of his brakes and flat spotted a, a set of tires, which are now all of a sudden like gold. Uh, you know, they they get less of an allotment of tires, so that that was very important. Um, and that should hurt him in FP three. So if you have anybody in, in the right neighborhood of a price, you're comfortable with, go ahead and fade Sergio Perez in FP three tomorrow.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. We have a you know, as you mentioned, we have a new format this week, uh, F one is kind of, I guess, trying to save teams money or trying to save resources, uh, something along those lines. So. The qualifying format now is going to be uh, Q1. You're going to be required to run the hard tire. Uh, Q2 is now the medium tire, and then Q3 is when you run the softs. So, uh, if you don't have the allotment,
1: like Checo does, you're kind of in trouble off the get-go. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a set of tires behind. And we can also talk about how the Merck boys, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, I didn't see see them run the softs at all today. Uh, they both did really long medium stints in FP two, so they should have an extra set of softs for tomorrow uh, for you know FP three. So I'll be looking at them at those two guys um, as maybe a, a silent top three kind of play, or I'll certainly be looking to target them in matchups against other drivers.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely be looking to target them in the race as well. That's a team that uh, always seems to takes some more time getting going on the weekend, but as you know, as, as the weekend progresses, they certainly find more pace. And once the race is here, they uh, they have they all, always seem to have more long run pace than they do short run in practice. So um,
1: um, I'm looking right now. It looks like there's an interesting prop on DraftKings, uh, double top six finish for Merck, minus 110. That that catches my eye immediately.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to yeah, yeah. I consider that you know Sergio may be uh, <clears throat> may be in trouble this weekend. This is not a circuit we can you can pass very easily. So if you know if Checo once again qualifies outside the top ten, it's going to be a tough one to get through the field. So I think you know he probably he could get into top six, but uh, you got to keep in mind um, the situation there.
1: Yeah. So um, I like that Merck play. I'm looking here. I like Yuki Sonoda minus 162 over Ricardo in the actual uh, Grand Prix. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, that, that feels like that's over at Bet Rivers. That feels like a, a strong price, uh, especially considering he's minus three. I think Sonoda is minus 350 in a a straight up head to head for qualifying at most books. And then there's an outlier price of minus 250 at Rivers. So, you know, even though it's juicy, it, it feels like a bargain but then in the race i mean it it goes down to minus 162 i like that also i'll be i'll be playing that
2: yeah sonoda and practice today had pretty good pace when it came to that i think he was inside the top five now we probably yeah had to keep in mind red bull is probably running you know heavy fuel other teams like i think ferrari and mercedes uh not running softs, not running high you know heavy fuel etc so either way though you know notice significantly outperformed Ricardo. I think he's almost a full second faster. So I don't think that's gonna be very competitive. Ricardo's gonna be taking a lot of time to get acclimated again to this car. So uh, it's gonna take, you know, you gotta be patient with him. It's gonna not it's not gonna come overnight.
1: And it that sucks because he's on the wrong team for patience. Uh, right, right. Helmet helmet Marco, not a patient <laughs> man. Um, I hope so. he just
2: gets rid of Checo, you know. I, I hope he just keeps crashing week after week, and he, they just they just kick him out. And, and I gotta cash this this Carlos Sainz slash Lando Norris, you know, um, follow up to the championship with Max Verstappen. I got a big ticket on that
1: by mistake. Yeah, man, <laughs> we we do we do. That was <laughs> accident, and uh, you know that you never cashed out. Thank God, it's got some legs, but um you know it's funny because i'm watching formula one drive to survive and i'm at the point now where uh you know ricardo goes back to mclaren so i'm like two years away from it being current and uh you know christian horner's love affair with sergio perez as he welcomed him to the team so it's just going to be really funny here uh to watch the you know this season's episodes as they uh you know get out of the honeymoon phase and i can't wait to hear how much money that he's cost Red Bull in wrecked cars?
2: It's just like uh, Mick Schumacher on Haas, right? Haas is a team where they're underfunded; they can't afford wrecks, and Schumacher just kept putting them, you know, putting that car in bad situations. And
1: you know, and Mazepin too, from that. Yeah, Mazepin, uh, You know, uh, Gunther Steiner had just told those guys not to wreck. And Mazepin's first grand prix lasted 3 turns. So, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. F1, it's it's entertaining, it's fun to bet on. Join the book club so you can get all these plays as we make them. A lot of this stuff is going to be happening, you know, late tonight, early tomorrow morning, so you'll you'll definitely want to get on board. Steve, do you have anything else?
2: That's all I got. Archibald, I have nothing
0: else. Everyone hates wins.com. Information on this podcast may not be construed to
2: offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.